Okay, I'm going to make some predictions here as I'm considering the 2024 elections. I believe that Michelle Obama will run for president, and I believe that Pete Buttigieg will be her vice presidential pick, so that you would have the first black female president, as well as uh, the first gay vice president. Uh, a perfect match when you think of the fact that she is a very dominating personality. Uh, we also have to remember that we're with Biden in the office, and this explains why there's so much uh, dysfunction in our government right now. It's a, it's a continuance of the Biden administration. The Joe Biden administration is a continuance of the Obama presidency. Because we know that Biden and his team of policy advisors, we know that they're utilizing many of the same people that were part of the Obama administration. Uh, people like Samantha Powers and Rick Klein, uh, folks like that. Um, anyway, so without getting too specific, uh, we also know that Obama is very, his number one confidant is Michelle Obama. So Michelle Obama, whether we like it or not, is already in a position of maybe not so much power, but political influence because she influences her husband's uh ideas. And so you're seeing Michelle Obama more frequently in the news. You're, you're seeing Pete Buttigieg, believe it or not. He's in a perfect position to go from being the transportation secretary, slide right over. And I say Pete because I think that he is highly man manipulable. Here's what's happening. And this is why, again, why we're having dysfunction in our government. The United States is being run by committee at this point, which are, are folks within an inner circle of political power that we don't know. We, we don't know what decisions they make, but they're pretty much deeply progressively woke. Woke meaning that they buy into this sort of pseudo-social, democratic, socialist ideas, and this brings in all of the other antecedents having to do with class and race struggle and trans ideology and LGBTQ ideology, which is all part of this new neo-modern thinking where people are basically viewed as being part of specific groups. And it's no accident that every group that I've just mentioned, uh, people that are part of the class struggle, any, any group that is part of any kind of a struggle is going to be progressively woke because what's happened is that the government is now their protector. You get that. that the government's job now is to protect people who are discriminated against. And, and class struggles are, by their very nature, struggles because of discrimination. So the government has stepped in now and they can use, for example, a, for example, in the COVID fair uh, pandemic where they could use the media to shame people who were against the vaccine and people that were pro-vaccine uh, were convinced that vaccinations were the only way to prevent the pandemic from spreading. Even today, if you ask somebody who is pro-vax and progressive about the vaccines, they'll tell you, well, the reason that COVID kept spreading 
is because people weren't getting vaccinated in time. And that's their logic. Their logic is that the vaccines would have worked had it not been for people, you know. And so let's, tr- let's you know, crossing back over it to Obama's, the Obama's, they would, would have been all about the shutting down of society. All of the Democratic senators are, were lock, stock, and barrel on alignment with this idea that people needed to be controlled for their safety. This is, what, this is where the government gets its power. The government gets its power by providing you, the citizen, with safety at whatever cost. Now we're getting into an arena where there's a fight for misinformation. My uh, grandfather, my father-in-law said that to me this weekend. He was concerned about the amount of misinformation that was out there about a whole host of things. And I didn't even go into any kind of question about it, but I know what he's talking about. The media is in the government, particularly the Democratic Party, is pushing this idea that people are putting out misinformation on a whole host of issues, whether it's COVID, whether it's trans ideology, whether it's about Ukraine and whose side we should be on. What else is there out there that, that, that misinformation could be dangerous for society? Um, and so the government's job now is to step in and control the narrative. Uh, again, using the media to shame anyone who isn't in compliance. And particularly people who are not so much uh, on the left but on the right are deemed as the ones who are putting out the misinformation. And so they are the threat to the democracy. We heard a lot of that in 2022, particularly in the run-up to the 22 elections, is that democracy was under siege. January 6th commission... And the whole point of that with Trump was that Trump was trying to undermine democracy that day. And the de- democracy was under assault. Well, nobody ever uses the word republic. And, and really, we are a republic before a democracy. Look at uh, d- democratic uh, national... Uh, what is that? Democratic... The, the National Democratic Society of Congo, the DNC is Marxist. Democratic is, is Democratic Socialist Republic of China or Korea. Um, you know, Democratic is majority rule, which means that whoever controls the majority always gets their own way. Now in California, for example, it's been democratically controlled now for 50 years. You know, most of the policies that have come up in, in California are democratic policies. And they have been owning government there. And that's why it's, it's the highest tax state in the union, besides maybe New York or Massachusetts, perhaps. But uh, my point is, and all two of those were also democratic. Democracy is majority rule, mob rule. Republic is representative government, where you have populations of 100,000 who are each represented by one or two Congress people who go to Washington and they represent uh, the majority viewpoints of their particular constituency. There are 100,000 people or however it's mapped out. But that's where you get true representation. 
because each county is in the most maximum of ways allowed to have the majority of that particular group being represented. And in that way, it's a much for, much fair distribution of power. But if you, but in, if, if the, the mass majority of Americans' views are not represented, and only the majority opinion is represented, majority being comprised of most of the population centers like New York, L.A., Chicago, then you would have a United States government that is always of one particular party. Okay? So, if the Democrats have figured out a way to make mail-in ballots part of the election process, which is basically giving away the system because if it only takes two, three million votes to decide an election, then it's really easy to have two or three million ballots that are added. It wouldn't be hard to take 2.1 million ballots and, you know, vote twice. You know, vote in, or vote for your dead grandmother or vote for your dog or whatever. It's easy. The, the whole point of voting is that you go in they see you, you can prove who you are, and you vote. As long as you don't have a felony, you know, you vote. But if you don't see the people come in and they're not verified, then yes, the system will be wrought with deception. And the Democrats know this. This is why Joe Biden is president. This is why Carrie Lake is not the governor of Arizona. So, in the next election, no matter what happens between now, no matter how many commission hearings there are brought on by the part of the Republicans, no matter how much money Donald Trump spends, and, you know, I don't know, man, I think he's going to fracture the Republican Party. And I think that's going to make it harder, harder for the Republicans to get a good nomination. I suppose in the end there'll be a primary and we'll choose and hopefully the Republicans will back and hopefully it'll be someone that uh, is more likable this time around. Maybe it will be DeSantis. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Rick Scott, although I don't think Rick Scott has the charm that we need. So if we have a weak candidate who's running for president in 2024, Michelle Obama just in popularity alone could come in and she would win because this country right now truly believes that it's more important to have a black female president just for that. And if you look at corporate America, you'll see that that's the trend. On the totem pole of political hierarchy, right now, one of the most powerful uh, areas of... uh, of the demographic are African American women okay Uh, and so you're going to see look I have nothing against Michelle Obama I don't dislike well I do dislike her because I've seen her and I've watched her and I've seen how condescending she is I mean she's telling the world right now that 
She hate she hated her husband for ten years. Well, how long do you think she's hated America? I actually did the math. If she started hating America at the age of five, and she stopped hating America when her husband was elected, you're looking at forty years. So we we know that she hated her husband for ten. I'm willing to believe that she's hated America for at least forty. And when you have somebody who hates America. That means that anybody who loves America has no value to her. She believes that you're wrong. She believes that America is not worth loving. That liberty is not worth living. She believes that it's a racist nation and that it needs to fundamentally be transformed. And this is what we would get with a continuance of an Obama presidency now in its fourth term. I don't think that Obama Obama himself would, Barack would allow himself to be a vice president. I'm not altogether sure if our Constitution allows for that, but it, it, it doesn't need it because he doesn't have to be in the White House to have influence over Michelle Obama. And all of the same people remain in power. The only difference is they get to continue their agenda. And that's where it gets really frightening. That's where I start hearing that we start acting like Canada where our rights are taken away if we are political if we are portrayed as politically dangerous you know when Biden gets up there and says half the country are extremists that's danger talk that's not good talk that's not healthy that's very divisive and he's been doing it for two years so I want to wrap this up by just saying this it is more than feasible that Michelle Obama could be the next president of the United States. Now, I know she says that she doesn't want to do it, but ladies and gentlemen, she's already in that circle of influence. And I also believe that the picture has been painted, that what better way to bring in the first gay vice president? That would sin, that would, that would be so celebrated in our in our country because to them it's all about how how tolerant can we be you know the, how do we prove that we are worthy of being a great country well you prove it by making sure that the oppressed in our society get into positions of power that the only way to get redemption for all of our past sins in America is to allow the people that have been oppressed to be in positions of power where they can have their two cents on how things should be in the United States of America.